Good morning, everyone. Good to see you again up here to share God's word. I've just been so uh, touched this morning by the praise team. Um, and I'm going to be talking about the song of Mary and had some connections with that. So uh, let me first be honest with you. I usually don't get excited during Christmas season. And I know some of you are like, what? what's he doing here? So um, <laughs> there's an explanation for my view, actually, because uh, I actually... Uh, I actually worked in retail most of my life, 20 plus years. So some of you already were like, oh, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so when I first wrote this sermon, I had this draft and I was talking about my experience just to give sort of like, you know, a, a warm up to what I was going to speak, uh, speak about. But it was like, it was a seven minute like rant, pretty much. I used to work at a video game store in New Jersey. Everybody, anybody from Jersey here? Oh, good. <laughs> Welcome to Boston. Um, so this is, yeah, it's in its uh, Garden State Plaza. That's like one of the biggest malls there. It's very, it's fun. It's, it, it is. It's a lot of fun to go shop there, but it's chaotic um, at the same time. And as I was reading what I was like uh, talking about my experience, I, I wanted to say how discouraged I was about consumerism and how people just don't care about Jesus. And I felt like wow, this is really bitter. <laughs> this is really bad. And I just, I just scrapped that. Um, and what I was actually realizing was that I was uh, disappointed in myself, of my attitude at that time of what Christmas meant to me. Because I didn't find myself, you know, really excited about Jesus coming. I was just more critical. Um, I had a lot of uh, difficulties in my life um, at that time. I was unhappy because I couldn't finish school there. I was suspended from college and it took me a long time to finish. And I was trying to find my direction in life. Um, I was frustrated with family. There was a lot of financial and emotional um, hardships that we had to face. And I was also selfish about my relationships with my friends and my family and even God of what I thought I should get for myself. Um, and I found out my, myself just wondering, what does Christmas really mean to me? What is that? And, and all I saw was the world, just bleak and dark. But as I complained, I realized there was more to my own limited view of Chris, uh, Christmas and even Christianity. And I was supposed to, you know, ask myself this, where is Jesus in all of this? What does he really mean to me? How should I respond to him being here already? You know, from what happened 2,000 years ago. And reading this uh, text and what I'm about to show you, um, share to you, is, is something that really came a lot into my mind and also uh, put, helped me put in the right mindset. Because Mary had the right mindset of what she was expecting uh, from Jesus at that time. She had a different approach to things despite the, her, her circumstances. And something that I hope that we can replicate in our lives, too. So the focus of this message will be the Song of Mary, also known as the Magnificat. And it will be a short message. Uh, I hope, well, it should be a short message because Pastor Danny told me to keep it short because of communion. So um, before we look at the Song of Mary, let's look at Luke chapter 1, verses 35 to 38. To get a good idea, this is something that Pastor uh, Bill uh, spoke about last uh, week. The angel Gabriel announced that Mary will be the mother of the Son of God, who is Jesus. Mary asked, how could this be? Because she is a virgin, and she's soon to be married. And, soon, and so the angel responded, responded as it reads. <clears throat> the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who has said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This was no doubt a strange explanation. that she would be pregnant and conceive a child in a way that is not natural. But how did Mary respond? She just responded simply saying, I am the Lord's servant. May your word, be, word to me be fulfilled. I believe she must, be, she must have been confused. And she probably didn't know what was real or what was going on. Uh, but I believe also that she trusts what was being said to her. That it was going to go, what was going to happen and that she was going to take the next step. And so what is the next step? The angel hinted this to her to go see Elizabeth, her relative, who was also pregnant at an old age. And it was a really bizarre circumstance and almost impossible for, an old, uh, for a woman of her old age to um, be pregnant. But little did she know that Elizabeth's baby would be a great prophet to declare that Jesus is coming to our world and offer salvation to us. So Mary goes over to see Elizabeth, and as Pastor Bill shared last week, um, the baby's the the womb uh, Elizabeth's womb uh, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leaped for joy upon hearing Mary's Mary's greeting, and so Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and broke out with a joyous cry of blessing to Mary because she would carry the Son of the Most High, and upon hearing this, Mary became aware of the truth what was going to happen. She would be the mother of the Savior of the world. And then what did she do? She broke out into a song, naturally, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you, but I can't sing. I, I really can't. Uh, my mom even told me this, and I agree with her. That's why I usually sit up in front, so you guys won't hear me sing. You know, The speakers are loud enough to drown my voice. Uh, but I will tell you this. If something life-changing happened to me that was something so glorious... I know that I would tell people. I would, I would show my expression. And the closest thing I can imagine was a year ago when I, when I was confirmed and called to do mission work to go to Japan, I was really overjoyed and wanted to tell my friends. You see, Mary's song is a great outburst of who we are, who God is, and what, is, what to expect from him. So let's look at the Magnificat together. And pay attention to three things that Mary is emphasizing from the song. So if you have your Bibles or if you want to read along, Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 56. Now hear the word. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from the thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. 
And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. See, the first thing that Mary does is that she praises God and acknowledges that she has been chosen to be a big part of God's plan. And as she say, my soul magnifies, this is a, magnifies the Lord. It's, it's a high praise to amplify God's goodness. It's, not a, it's a continual growing praise. It's not so much of a, oh, that's good. Good job. Thank you, God. Uh, she realized how great God is and how he is making it possible to bring his son to our world. And in so doing, she shows a great sense of humility for being a part of this plan by saying that she is, a, she is a humble estate of his servant, and that generations will call her blessed. Now, I know this may sound a little bit proud, but she's humble. If you, if you think about it, when you say, oh, I'm praising God, but oh, I'm so blessed through this time, you know, I was like, oh, thank you, God. I'm so, so thankful. You know, it's not so much of that. You know, this humility is different. You know, I, I felt like sometimes I see these influencers, right? And they go out to people who are in a lesser state and, or, you know, tipping or giving, like, money to those who are underprivileged. And they look at themselves like, oh, I just, just want to bless you for this, you know, and here. Yeah, so, yeah, I hope you do really well, but, oh, I feel so good, you know? It's like this really sense of, like, uh, image of humility where you're just praising yourself and just getting more attraction than... And that is not like this kind of humility that I'm talking about. This is about understanding who we are before God. And we're broken, but we're beautiful before God. Lowly, but we have high regard in his eyes. We're limited, but we're valued immensely. Valued so much that he gave us out of being in this lost world. So this is true humility. Knowing how we are before God, yet show profound gratitude and joy of still being accepted by him. Mary recognized this. She knew she, has, she was uh, not special in any way, in ability or stature, yet she believed God would use her greatly and thus share in the joy of being part of what God will do to save humanity. And who is God? She describes him as holy. There is a strong significance of what this word means in the Bible. When we think of holy, we may think of something that is pure or righteous or something that's very, very, very good. And yes, that is one way to describe it. But holy is described as something much deeper. The Greek word for holy in the New Testament is hagios. It is defined as set apart, sacred, reverent, and transcendent. This means it's set apart from the world. There is nothing in the world like it. It is above the world and over it. It is immensely great and we cannot fathom it because we're just limited in our human mind. But it is truly set apart. This is our God. One who is beyond what is part of this world and good and we belong to him. And finally, through the song of Mary, God gives us an indication of what he provides for us, and that is hope. So let us read again. This is verse 49 through 55. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy 
is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown, shown strength with, with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from the thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, and he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. So for the majority of this song, we get a better idea of what is going, of who God is, and what will happen. There is an injustice going on. People were being oppressed by a government that they don't agree with holistically. There are people who are proud of their thoughts and quite opposite of being humbled before God, thinking that they don't need God. There are leaders with, and people with authorities who have abused their power and benefited their own interests. And those who have power, there are those who are powerless. Those who are living under the power can't get access to basic needs and care for themselves and their family. This sounds a lot like what's going on today. Mary was well, of, well aware of the injustice going on and how, how much humanity needed a savior. She was waiting for the Son of God to come and redeem, it, and, and redeem them. And for us, he has already arrived and giving us a hope to an everlasting future with him. But it hasn't happened yet. We are still eagerly waiting. He is here, but we're still eagerly waiting to be with him. So the recap, here are some points that I would like you to meditate on um, as we close and prepare ourselves for communion. Humility. How much do you recognize yourself, your need for God? Holy or holiness. What does a holy God mean to you? How do you respond to his holiness? Hope. What do I really search for in this Sabbath season? How can I trust God more to do great things in my life? I also want to take a note of what Mary said to the angel before she visited Elizabeth and made this song. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Even before she realized what God was going to do, she had faith and trusted that God would do what he intended. I hope that is our response as well. May we listen carefully to what God is trying to help us realize in his holiness in this Advent season. Although, although we may not fully understand what will happen or what is to come, we will still say, yes, let your word be fulfilled. So I am going to read the, uh, the Song of Mary uh, one more time um, as you choose to meditate on the words or these questions that you have. And after I finish reading, we will also prepare ourselves for the communion. And just as Mary was preparing herself for the coming Christ, we have him here now. And we do this in remembrance of him and to celebrate and eagerly wait together. So now if you can just uh, close your eyes. <clears throat> And then after I read, we'll just have a moment or two for ourselves and just listen to what God has to say to us. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit, sorry, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. 
For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. This is the word of God. 